0: Welcome to Just Some Brothers, a podcast with no agenda other than meeting with special guests of notoriety, who may be known in sport, maybe music, and maybe even education. For that matter, anything. People who have life stories that we can resonate with as individuals. Hopefully during our segments, you get something out of it. If it's one sentence, one word, take it away with you. Because we're here as Just Some Brothers, having some fun. Spreading the word, open your mind, and enjoy your time with us.
1: On today's show, we sit back with Craig Lambert, former VFL and AFL footballer, who during his playing career, played for the Richmond Football Club, Brisbane Bears, and the Brisbane Lions. During our conversation, Craig speaks to us about family, football, and the ups and downs of life throughout his career. Now sit back, relax and enjoy our conversation.
0: see what Craig Lambert can do. Runs round the man on the mark, 40 metres out, and he bangs another nail in
1: the loving this. Our special guest tonight is the one and only Lambo, Craig Lambert. How are you, lads? Welcome to Just Some Brothers.
2: Uh, it's absolute pleasure to be here, guys. Uh, I've been waiting for the call, actually. Yeah, well, <laughs> I
0: hope you haven't been waiting too long, mate. Um, but uh, look, it's for the boys that uh, are not averse to the AFL. We, we're probably sitting with uh, close to what Craig would define as a legend. Um, Lambo, uh, stud footy, as a North Dandy boy, uh, red legs, and then uh, 1988. Correct me if I'm wrong at any stage here, Lambo. Um, started with Richmond, ran his career through to 2000 when Lee decided that uh, or convinced him to retire, which was amazing because that was the year before the one, two and three. So it was a great year to retire just before the grand finals.
2: Thanks for rehashing that, Neil. Oh, just, oh, I really appreciate
0: it. makes you just going over yep. all ground. Yep. Um but, uh, but quite a few highlights in your career, Craig. I mean, the Jack Dyer medal in 91, uh, Brisbane Bears club champion or best and fairest in 94. All-Australian, 96, this is like an encyclopaedia, 1989, yeah. 1991, 92, 93, State of Origin, when it was played. Yep. One of the great pitches with uh, Ablett, but mate, well, welcome and um, we, we're going to pick your brains for some really good uh, topics tonight, so welcome board. No, thanks Mac. I'm
2: looking forward to it and um, you're actually probably 90% accurate with all the, uh, with all the stats,
0: so… Um, Which part was I wrong?
2: Uh, well, 88 was when I did start with uh, the Tigers, but I, at 87 was the under-19s and 84, 85, 86 was the Dandenong Redlegs in the VFA and before that it was North Dandy Juniors.
0: So when you uh, you started at Richmond, Craig, is it, um, who was coaching back then?
2: Well, Kevin Bartlett was my first coach in 1988. KB. So, um, yeah, KB. So it was pretty exciting for um, especially an ex-Carlton supporter. Um, my, my old man Billy wasn't too happy... That um, I found my way to Richmond, but um, to have Kevin Bartlett as your coach, and he was a, it's an amazing mentor for me as, a, as an 18, 19-year-old coming into the VFL slash AFL, and um, you know I owe a lot to, uh, to Kevin Bartlett.
0: Well, you you played five years at Richmond, uh, 123 games, uh, kicked a few goals, 53, so you just got over the half half Bradman, um, mate. Um, you know, we talk about, and we will talk about that later. Is the you know, the magic five in in the in the midfield? But who were the players that were playing with you back then? Who were the great Who were the great names? Uh, back, back when
2: I first got into to the Tigers. I mean, I, probably one of the best players I've ever seen or played with was uh, was Dale Waitman. I mean, he was just um, the fleet. You know, he played probably twenty state games for Victoria. Um, was really good to young guys coming through. And you know, back back in the late '80s, it was probably a yeah, it wasn't as accommodating um, and, and senior players probably weren't as nurturing as what they are now. Um, so it was a bit an eye for an eye and to have someone like um, like a, a Dale Whiteman take an interest in me and to be able to play alongside of him um, was pretty special. So uh, you had Flea in there um, and we had, we, we had a young Scott. We, had, You know, Tony Free was the same year me, came through the under-19s. Um, you know, so we had, Phil we had Egan, Mark. Flea Jackie Egan was half, half forward but... We had Mark Lee, General, who was, who was a ruckman. We still had Jimmy Jess, who was our centre-half back. We the had ghost. Michael Roach, who was our full forward. And, you know, all these guys, even though I was a Carlton supporter, to be able to play alongside these legends who'd won premierships was, was pretty surreal. So, um, yeah, you know, it's, it was special even to go to a <coughs> club that you, you didn't barrack for. What was your first number? Was it 18? No, all of the, yeah, you know this pretty well, Mac, so this is a loaded question really. But um, <laughs> I mean, I wasn't – I actually did get to wear the famous number four. Obviously, Royce Hart and Jeff Rains and obviously now Dusty Martin, one of the great freaks of the game. But um, I'm not sure whether the Tigers actually rated me too highly early. My first number was number 53, um, which is pretty high. It's a, it's a high which number. is coincidental on
0: how many goals you kicked. Yeah,
2: but at 53, which I thought, geez, that's a bit It's a bit high, that one. Um, and the funny story about that is that I used to wear a long-sleeve jumper, um, which was quite rare back then. Um, and back, back in the late 80s, you didn't have a whole set of long-sleeve jumpers for your training jumpers. Mm. It, was, it was one to six. And when I had my pre-season in 88, I used to wear number four for the pre-season, right? Yeah. Yep. Which was actually Mark Eustace's number, right? Yeah. Wally Eustace. So um, for my first six, seven games, I was wearing 53, and one night after I was finishing off my plumbing, where I was an apprentice plumber doing my last year, and my first year of VFL footy, I didn't know that Mark Eustace had actually been sacked by the Tigers. Yep. Right? And as I walked in, um, I grabbed my usual number four Richmond training jumper. Um, and Dale Waitman said to me, geez, you've jumped into Wally's grave pretty quick, getting his number. And I said, well, what do you want about it? He said, well, Wally's been given the flick. He said, you should go and see whether you can get number four. Now, being a Carlton supporter, I I didn't really know the history of number four, which is quite amazing. You know, the great Royce Hart, you know, um, know, Jeff Rains and so many great players that wore that jumper. And um, I went to the board, um, said, listen, I'd love to see whether I can get number four. Um, I had to sit um, with the board and they had to explain to me the significance of the jumper. Wow! Uh, and, and in the end, they 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 said we we're happy for you to wear number four, and uh, that's the history of me getting number four.
0: So it, this isn't a loaded question, but it's an interesting question because it uh, you you were a Carlton supporter. Um, not sure what your family supported, but at the end of the day, how did you feel going to Richmond? Did you then become a tiger a tiger man? Oh, my, my brother and I would tragic Carlton because my, my dad was just
2: obsessed with Carlton Football Club so, um, and he was obsessed with you know, one of us or both of us making AFL footy which, you know, let's face it, the percentages are really against you to make it. Um, so for me, I didn't play state footy as, as a kid. I didn't make Teal Cup. I was a good junior um, for North Dandy, played some really good footy with the red Redlegs, um, probably as a 17-year-old playing senior footy but didn't get a chance until Cup. Um, got an opportunity in 87 to go to Richmond under-19s. Um, a guy, our coach was Doug Searle um, back then. Amazing person. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, my craft was my handball. But but when I was probably 17, you know, I probably thought I was a better kick than what I was. Um, and I did oh, a... Pr- left footer? Yeah, left footer. I don't know whether I should have been a right, but, I mean... But Doug Searle was the one who actually grabbed me during the pre-season of under-19s and 87 and said, I don't think I've ever seen anyone win the ball as good as you. He said, but if you don't become an elite handballer um, and extricate the ball to our guys who can use the ball really, really well, he said, you'll play some league footy, but you won't be as good as what you should be.
0: I mean, there's a little segment we have later on, which is five from five, and we ask five questions. But it, and I'm sorry, I don't want to steal thunder, but you, you do actually... Sorry, just a bit of ice stuck in the mouth. Is it, um, mate, um, you actually played with uh, some really big names Roach, BT, Kevin Bartlett, Wiley, um, the list goes on. Uh, and I think it's a little bit, um, it's, it's ironic that we're, we're doing this, is it? Warnie's mm. gone this week and and obviously Rod Marsh. Is yeah. Back mm. in the days of cricket, we used to go Lily Marsh. These were people that we were household names. Main stage, yeah. Now, when football was back then, I mean, it was VFL. Um, and then obviously went to the AFL. First year was, uh, I think, near 90s where all of a sudden the City Swans came in. But it was VFL and obviously State of Origin was massive with you. Is it... Um, State of origin's gone, which I think is one of the great things of league and we lost that with football, with AFL. And I think that would have been special for you.
2: Oh, mate, you you think about, you know, I love the game since I was five years of age and, um, you know, as I said, I thought I was a a really good junior, Um, had some opportunities to play in until Cup and just didn't get selected for whatever reason and, uh, you know, to be able to all of a sudden make it to an AFL list or a VFL list in 88 mm. and then in 89 get an opportunity as a 20-year-old to play for Victoria with some of the great superstars you've ever seen. Mm. Obviously, one was Dale Waipin, my yeah. captain, yeah. but all these other legends like and <clears throat> Timmy Watsons and guys you just you look at. And, and I literally, Gary Ablett, I was sitting next to Gary Ablett, we played we played Western Australia at the Wacker, and um, mum and dad flew over for the game and all that. And I, I remember being in the rooms and I, I could hardly move because I'm just looking around and I'm thinking this can't be true that a 20-year-old um, in his second year at the Richmond Football Club is playing state footy with mm. all these jets. Um, but it's an incredible environment and, um, you know, once you are in that environment at state of origin, it doesn't matter whether you've played one game or 20 games, they just they embrace you, they hug you and it was just, Insane, and I just hope it comes back in some format for the game because it's it's a special moment playing for your state.
1: That's well, the thing, but like, how did just going back a bit, Limbo? How did you deal with like all the knockbacks in those early years through your juniors and stuff, and getting those knockbacks and that? How did you deal mentally? Like, were you like, nah, I'm just going to keep going? Like, opportunity will knock. Like, how did that? How did that? How do you like sit with that as a player? Yeah, it's a really good point.
2: Um, I mean I, you, let's face it we there was times you know, there was times probably through 15 to 18 where yeah there was yeah there was you, know, there was, you, you felt angry mm. you felt like you know you probably weren't giving the opportunity that you should have been given um, you're trying your guts out right yeah, and you, and you, and, yeah. you, and you and you're playing good footy and obviously there's there's people that are judging you on everything whether mm. it's your kicking ability your running ability your your courage, your, your game knowledge um, and to be brutally honest, there was times when actually, you know, you, there was times obviously when you're thinking like do I really want to continue on because I did love training. Yeah. Um, it was, I, I always thought my opportunity was to to be a great player to outwork people. Yeah. Um, and in the end that was probably what got me through was the that drive to say, you know what? You mightn't think I'm good enough or you might think that my kicking's not up to speed yeah. or I might be a little bit slow in regards to my running ability, but I'm going to outwork you and I'm going to try and find a way to make it. And, um, and for that to happen, obviously, that needs me to be at my best with my resilience. Yeah. But I had an amazing family that, that supported me. I had some great mentors along the way that, that we all need, you know, through those really hard times. And, um, yeah, but no doubt there was times when I thought, geez, you know, is just as easy to be a plumber. Yeah, go and play for the red legs and the VFA and just okay. just, just for fun. And yeah, we, well, then, and just have a happy life.
0: Coming back to it, Craig. I mean, because um, you're a player that's gone through both VFL and then AFL. So when you started, as you said, you were a plumber. Were, were you when you originally, as a 17-year-old, and started at Richmond? Was it a was it a was it a contract to play full time, or was it a um, we you had a job as well as playing?
2: No, no, I was, I, I'm, I'm fairly sure, and I'm, you know, gotta go back a long time, Maka, but I, I'm pretty confident that I was doing my third year of my apprenticeship mm. in 1988. Yep. And, in the, and my second year was to finish the apprenticeship. So it was really five days a week working um, yeah. to complete the, yep. the apprenticeship and playing VFL, AFL football.
0: Do you remember when that changed to being full-time?
2: Yeah, well, I actually caught up with... Um, I had a great ch- chat with Lee Matthews today, who's a really good mate of mine. Um, and and really, it probably was about 2000, 99 to 2000 was when footballers started to become professional.
0: So that was at the end of your playing career?
2: Yep, 100%. So it was sort of around that time, around 99 to 2000, was when the, the salary cap was a, a, enough where players thought that they could live off what they were getting. You know, I think... I think Lee spoke to me today and said that probably the average wage back in 2000 was about 100, 120k, uh, and that's when it became fully professional. It yeah, was semi, right. it was semi-professional, I reckon, probably mid 90s. Um, but you know, just it's incredible you, you, you know to still be involved in footy right now, and you you look at like some of the days you'd be you'd be digging trenches all day, mm. you know, with your apprenticeship plumbing apprenticeship, and then you'd go out and you
0: would do three hours of training session, and that was just what you had to do well I've got to ask the question I mean you've Robert walls, I think is the one that talked you to come up to uh, come up to the Lions, or at that stage bears was it bears, bears. and um so you a plumber down at a little Danny dong plumber come come good at Richmond, and all of a sudden is uh we're going up to the sunshine state um what do you think you grab a surfboard and just lie on the beach and uh you've got no plumbing job what'd do
2: you do no no yeah I, I mean it's a You know, like the story has been well played out, but I actually obviously never wanted to leave Richmond. Um, You know, Richmond, you know, it's ironic that, you know, people don't know a lot of the story, but in 1993, before 93, I got a call from Kevin Sheedy, um, which I thought was one of my mates taking the piss, to tell you the truth, but it was Kevin Sheedy actually. And um, he was, uh, you know, a really, he, he liked the way I played the game and he, he really tried to lure me. We had lunch with him and, um, you know, a lot of the hierarchy from Essendon before the 93 start of the season and um, he actually he actually had his clipboard there and he had me as Ruck Rover yeah. um, in that side. And, uh, and he was offering me twice as much as what Richmond were offering me yeah. um, at the time. So it was just, it was quite flattering to have someone like Kevin Sheedy rate your football performance. Um, But obviously I went back and... So who
0: who made the approach to you to come to Brisbane?
2: Um, That was through the draft. That that was a bit of a
0: shock. Because everyone that doesn't realise that the draft came in at what year?
2: The draft probably came in like would Have been late 80s actually.
0: So, so back then it used to be zones, yeah. Um, so for example, Dandenong, I don't know, we played within North, your
1: sex within your section, right? Yeah, yeah. we yeah. grew
0: up and whatever. Yeah. Well, I was yeah. North North Melbourne, zone
2: yeah, up until I was about 16. But if they hadn't had you on your list, then it became open slather. Oh, okay. So, yeah, so, yeah, so yeah. North Dandy was a North Melbourne zone, okay. Yeah. All right, well, so so I actually like the 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 Essendon thing was crazy, you know. Like, we, we sat there, we had a really nice lunch, and and then you've got to make a decision, don't you? Like, do I yep. want to shift from Richmond? Fuck, what a decision. Who, who gave me an opportunity, yep. right? Um, so you talk to, obviously, my wife, Melissa, who we weren't married at that stage. We're, we're going out and you talk to your mum and, um, you know, um, and yeah, and you've got to work out, you know, your own value system. And, and in the end, I always thought that Richmond gave me an opportunity to do something I love. And I had to ring Kevin Sheedy up and say, listen, you know, thanks for the offer, um, you know, but I'm, I'm going to stay at Richmond. Um, and Loyalty played a part. Obviously played, um, I was 20 grand less than what I was going to get at, at, at the Bombers for 93. And ironically in 93 the so Essendon... So
0: that was a total of 30,000 a year? <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, exactly, right. But, but, but Essendon in 93 the baby Bombers won the premiership. Oh wow! And 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 that year in '93, I had probably one of my more average years at the Tigers. Um, And at the end of the year, um, they were trying to offload me to Fitzroy. Oh, Uh, and that was that was how how all the Brisbane.
1: That's how all that started. Bears. That all started.
2: Um, So it's ironic that you could have taken the opportunity at Essendon, been a premiership player, um, but I wouldn't change it. I'm I'm a very loyal person. Yeah. And, and in the end, um, you know, the, the, how, how all the draft, you know, how, how I got to Brisbane's, another story in itself, it's because Brisbane was the only club that actually didn't speak to me when I decided I was gonna leave Richmond. The only club that didn't talk to me was Brisbane Bears um, and they picked me up in the draft for 94.
0: For those who uh, actually, we don't actually video this, but it's quite, um, it's funny, uh, uh, Lamb and I have, uh, have had quite a number of nights uh, and and uh, no. and I actually uh, laughed because Lambo loves hugging pillows. So uh, I don't know if you heard in the first couple of minutes there with uh, Lambo's been slapping his hand. i am had to hand him a pillow, so he he actually is uh, now feeling totally at home. It's like a kid with a teddy bear. Mm-hmm. He is ready to roll. Thanks, Neil, I, I, oh. Actually, it is personal oh. <laughs> You know he's serious when he says Neil. Yeah, yeah. So Craig, you. Decision is ninety four. You're gonna you're gonna head up head up here with your surfboard, and um, you've uh, you're gonna uh, coach. It was Lee Lee coach then. No no, that was Wolsey. Wolsey, meant, sorry, yeah. yeah when you Wol- said that, Wol- Wolsey, and yeah. um, Wolsey was a few years with you. It-
2: yeah, it had ninety four and ninety five. So yep. yeah, it was. A, I mean, it was a shock. I mean, like we, you, you talk about a draft system, and you know, I don't want to go into. But man, I I did everything in my powers to put high enough price on my head that I could stay in Melbourne and go to North Melbourne.
0: Yeah,
2: okay. So I literally was trying to say, you know what, trying to scare interstate clubs of picking me in the draft. Yeah. Because um, North Melbourne were the first ones to come to me um, when I knew Richmond were trying to offload me um, to say, we want you. But yep. obviously North had finished fifth that year, so they've got the 13th pick in the draft.
0: Yeah.
2: And there was a lot of clubs like below that needed quality players yeah. that had picks before them. Yeah. So, so my 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 thing was that how do how do I get to a North Melbourne? You know, because you've got to be fair. You know, a dra- that's what the draft is. It's trying to it's equalisation. Yeah. So I really had no idea that that Brisbane were even considering me. Right? No contact, like not one. So not everyone one else call. is
1: like hitting you up. So in Brisbane, the Bears are just like silent. There was it was probably. Four clubs that didn't
2: make contact. Yeah, and you know, um, Brisbane just didn't say a word. They just kept their cards really close. Yeah. So, um, but I mean, it was it, it was. It, you think about it. You like you you're 95% sure you're gonna you're gonna stay in your home state mm. of Victoria, right? Where your mum and you know your whole infrastructure is. And um, and back then, you know, we we have drafts now. that are in November. Right, so you've got a whole pre-season to adapt. Yeah. Back, back when I moved to Brisbane, it was a March draft. So you had, you had, So the pre-season draft was in March. So you had to train by yourself. Oh wow. And whatever team picked you up, you had two weeks before round one. So you you got a, you got two weeks to gel. Two weeks to gel. Fuck. So I actually you know when Brisbane, when the, when the, when and it was it wasn't like a draft where you go to a function room. It was over the radio. Oh. So I'm sitting there having a sandwich with Barry Young, who happened to get to Essendon, and he's doing cartwheels because he's a Victorian. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, they there's been a massive shock in the um, in the March draft. Craig Lambert's going to Brisbane Bears, and
1: I dropped my sandwich. And um, and let's be real around this time, too, Lambo, it's like the Bears weren't like they weren't, they weren't doing well. They weren't doing well. No. You know, like I remember watching like I, I watched it as a kid, and it was.
0: You were just like shocked every time they play. It's just like, "Ah." well, to be honest, I wouldn't have dropped my sandwich as well going to the Bears. Well,
2: well, well. Let's face it. I mean, there was there was two things. The club was struggling big time, and I was a rare player that wore long sleeves. So I'm going to Brisbane in the in the heat and the humidity, and that was a bit of a superstition that I love wearing a long sleeve. So it was it was a massive shock, and you know, like if. But the bottom line is you've got to you've got to accept it because if you don't play, if you say I'm not playing, yeah, it's like a two year suspension. So you've got to quickly reset your mind and say you know what, it's happened. It's a shock. Fuck. I thought North, yeah. I thought I was going to flow through to North Melbourne, um, but shit happens, um, and you can either
1: just cry about it, and or you get on with it. But how's that feeling that that you had, like staying loyal to your team, and then they fucking shaft you. Well, that's, right. that's
2: for me because it's. I mean, I'm.
1: Is that just business? Like? No,
2: I, I. Well, I. Loyalty is really important to me. So, yeah. I mean, I've, obviously. Yeah. Obviously, I was really disappointed. Um, you know, but but the, but a club. Let's face it, like a, the club's the employee, and and they have the they have the right to you know. You look at the American sport, how they mm. trade people and all that, and we're getting a bit more like that now. But, you know, was I disappointed? Yeah, of course I was yeah. because. Um, I, I thought I gave them six really good years and there was one year where I probably didn't play as well as what I thought I could play. Mm. And they were they were very quick to say, well, we're going to offload you to Fitzroy, which is where they wanted me to go.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I won't repeat what I said to the GM and, and the people who were trying to trade me, but you, it, wasn't, you was can. it wasn't, wasn't complimentary anyway.
0: Well, the <laughs> thing is, Craig, that I actually find that that decision that they made at Richmond really hard to... Uh, a tablet that's really hard to swallow because you were 91 92, 93 state of origin player all, you know like all Australian yeah. is it and then Richmond saying we've had enough yet but that was obviously that was all list management but I've never
2: I've never known how that worked uh, all I know is that these things happened um yeah like and 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 let's face it we'll probably get we'll touch on it in regards to you know adversity and yeah. you know the ups and downs you go through but you yeah, you know, once I once I landed in Brisbane, um, you know I was really lucky. I just got engaged with Melissa and Macky. You know Mel pretty well. I mean yeah. you could be you could be anywhere in the world, and there could be there could be drama going on. And somehow my wife would just say, "How cool is this, right?" So um so she loved Brisbane. Um, um so when you've got a, a partner that sort of says, "Let's give this a crack," mm. and I'm and I'm quite a competitive person. And you know, for the next seven years, while I was at Brisbane,
1: good challenge. Even eh?
2: though I, I really respect the Richmond Football Club because they gave me an opportunity to play league footy, I wanted to make that decision look the worst decision yeah, they they've yeah. ever made. They've oh, ever made. Yeah. And
0: that's what I was going to say. Did that give you drive to be like better than what they left, let go?
2: A hundred percent. I mean, like I mean, I yeah, I'm I'm an eye for an eye person. Yeah, I mean, I yeah, I like it. Yeah, if you. Yeah, like as I said, I still love the Richmond Footy Club. They gave me a chance, but you know, you've got to use that disappointment to how can I sort of, how can I remotivate? Not not remotivate myself, but, but how do you go to a club that was really struggling, like Brisbane Bears, which we spoke about before, Macar at that time in '94, which was a, a really young side, and probably you would you would you would sort of question the culture of of yeah. of, of the environment. Yeah. Mm. Um, and I just thought, well, you know what? Yeah, you know, we were lucky in a way that we had people like, you know, young kids like Voss and Lepage, you know, and Chris Scott's and Ackermanis' and White's and yeah. Blackie. Blackie and Luke Power came a bit Black. later. But, you know, like, you know, I went there with Andrew Buse, who was just a brilliant person, great clubman, superstar really for Geelong.
0: And look, I'm going to just drop back on something you just said a minute ago. and This is why this is these, these segments or podcasts, whatever you want to call them, in terms of... You know, we, we, we do diversify off to different things. But you actually said that you use disappointment to drive you. And I think that's a really good topic. Yeah. How you use that disappointment to, you know, because this is what people, this is what we, we say, grab one sentence, grab one word, yeah. is that you use that disappointment to drive you further. Well,
2: like, it's, you know, it's, in life, you know you like we're all getting a little bit older all of us here on the couch here right mm. talking but but the bottom line is is that you know if, if you could, if I could say I've got four beautiful kids if, if I could say that one of the great qualities they have is resilience mm. and another wow. one probably respect
1: yeah
2: it's a fair foundation to go off and um you know I'm, i was I was in a situation where you know like moving state just got engaged. ...going to a club that probably didn't have the greatest culture, you know. But you get there and you say to yourself, well, you know, I'd already known that I could... ...I'd played six years, I'd played state footy, I'd won a a Jack Dyer medal. I knew what I was capable of Mm -hmm. and I wasn't going to let a list management group try and tell me... (laughs) that (laughs) that that ...that I couldn't play the game. And
0: how better way to answer that in 1994, first year... You become best and fairest yeah. at the, the Bears. That was pretty cool. So um, um, was that a was that a hey guys, how are you going?
2: Well, I, mean, it, I think you know like it, it's got to be for yourself first. And um, yeah, but but it was always a driver. You know, I used to love playing against Richmond. You know, when I was at Brisbane, because you know you just you're looking for any advantage yep. to drive yourself. You know, like in how people motive, motivate themselves is, is, is so different. But mine was, you know, the memory of giving really good service for 123 games, mm. um, having one average year, um, not going to Essendon Football Club because of my loyalty yep. and playing for 20 grand less. Yep. And then through one average year, and it wasn't a poor year, certain people at that club made a decision that, we want to trade you out, and that's fair. But I was going to make that add to my added. I mean, I'm I'm always a driven person, and I'm and as I said before, when we first started, I, I would like to think that I outwork people.
0: Yeah. But that was just
2: going to add fuel to it, and um and, that, and help me become the best I could be.
0: Oh, I could think of a funny story. man, but I'll I'll get I'll get to that later. Actually, the little intra club game that we had, but um. <laughs> um <laughs> You just like, like pumping yourself up. I might bring this up now is that um, <laughs> we were... I'm not going to leave for later. <laughs> just, well, hang on a sec. On. There was a little uh, morning side game where it was parents against players. And um, so Craig ended up playing against me. And um, Craig, of course, had he'd had a big night the night before. So he, he made a point of ringing me and saying, hey, I've had a couple last night. So anyway, I'm, I'm coaching the parents' team. And uh, Craig, of course, in the first quarter, maybe two quarters, you, you killed it. Um, <laughs> um, I think that's so an a, underestimation. Well, <laughs> underestimating me that, a little bit. It. Maybe just, 35 that, and a that's, half. That, that's uh-huh. the biggest rap you're going to get from me, all right? So the thing was that I just said to this guy, I said, tag him. Oh. He has had a couple last night. Tag him. Anyway, after the game, of course, he's abused me and going, how would you put that bloke on me? Just because." Craig missed actually a snapshot that could have won the game. Thanks, mate. Oh, sorry, but sorry for parting. But um, <laughs> the thing was that, you know, look, Craig was obviously the gun in that side and was absolutely smashing us. But I actually put this, I'm not going to say, uh, what word do I use? Average bloke on you. By and his, I just said hang, in, <laughs> hang on to his jumper. So, Craig, look, I mean, Sorry about that, mate. No, I'll apologise right, no, right
2: no. now. No, I just think there's there's a, there's a code of conduct. <laughs> <laughs>
0: there's,
2: Seriously, there's a code of conduct. When, sportsmanship. When you're sportsmanship. playing par- okay. parents against over 40s or whatever it is, <laughs> right? And, <laughs> and, and and I ring me oh, up, mate, up at two in the morning, and <laughs> say that I've probably had about three, up? fifteen schooners and all that, but I still think I'll probably get 40, which I had 30. I I don't know whether you tag. I don't know whether you tag, <laughs> tag 40 40 odd year olds. In a family game. Okay. But you,
0: you found a way to do it and you, and, and you got the win. Yeah, look, okay, well, I, I, I'm glad you said that. I did find a way to win. Um, but the, <laughs> uh, So that's – but all of a sudden is – again, it's interesting. You've moved to the, the Bears and I'm not sure exactly the year that – and you can clarify this where they actually went from Bears to Lions. But you've really slapped Richmond in the face because first year, best and fairest, yeah, not not sure what happened in '95, '96. All australian Fletcher, who plays on quickly to Lambert, Lambert in towards the middle, oh, from behind, he was looking for Russell, but it's going to be his opponents, the Bears, through Lambert, who take it away, 75 metres out. Lambert puts them inside fifty. So Craig, two out of three years, you've really performed up here, and but and turned it on. Well, '95 was a year
2: which was probably I broke my leg twice. I broke my fibula in a in a pre-season game against North and then came back and cracked it again when Gilbert uh hit me uh, in round two. So I played the last 11 games, obviously, and that was the year 95 where we played that first final game yep. where it was first against eighth. Yep. So we were eighth. We scraped into the finals and Carton were the side that hadn't been beaten for 14 rounds. Oh, wow. And you know, the MCG, 60,000 people. Yeah. Um, and we're, at three-quarter time, we're two points up. Was
0: this, was this Bears' first final? Bears, yeah. Yeah.
2: So it's – so I remember looking at all these young kids and, you know, your leppages and bosses and all that just, who, who have become absolute icons of the game and all that. But I remember looking around and, you know, you, you, you could see in their eyes probably that they're looking around thinking, when's Carlton going to come? You know, this is in the script probably we read because – Everyone thought we'd get beat by about sixty points. Yeah. So they like they couldn't believe it. No, you guys I, were leading at three quarters. Like, no, it was unbelievable. Like, and I remember, I'm twenty. By well, then, I'm twenty-seven. You know, I've got Andrew Buse with me. I've got Magic McLean, who is my brother. You know, he's godparents to uh, our daughter, Briley. Um, yeah. You know, and um, so
1: he's like the elder statesman of the team. Yeah, the he's, yeah,
2: he was Indigenous, and he was just he's one of my, he's my brother. One of the best blokes I've been in footy. Yeah. So we had a couple of older guys. But there was this younger group that obviously did amazing things for one 2 and 3 and unlucky in O four. 4 But there was a sense, I thought, that probably we're looking around, they're looking around saying, geez, when's Carlton coming? You know, they're the favourites for the flag. So you sensed this? Yeah. And, and, and in the end, obviously, Cuda and hands and some of their better players really sort of got Just to work. Just came through. Yeah. And, they, and they beat us by 14 points.
1: Yeah.
2: Um, but, you know, we, we were like the 12-goal... The Underdogs. Yeah, but yet we took it up to the champs, and they and and they won the grand final that year. Yeah, and no one got within forty points of them. Mm-hmm. But we were this young Brisbane Bears team. That's right. Yeah, so it's pretty pretty cool.
0: So Craig, moving on, you know, through the career because as, as I said, pretty year's career. For um, we we talked when we had Biron show, is that um, how one percent of people really make it after football, and and you had obviously a very good um, career in terms of playing. Um but then you you entered the world of coaching. Lee's Lee said to you at the end of two thousand. Yep. Um Good you, t- good were, timing. Good timing, exactly. So yeah. when lines went one, two, three. is uh, yes, mate, can you assist and coach me or you know, help me out? Um that became a decision because obviously you were you had a couple of injuries that were niggling. Yep. And you made the decision to retire. how do you feel when that when that Siren rang in 2001 and the Grand Finals won and the year before you maybe Because you played 96 games at uh, the Lions, so... And killing it. Yeah, yeah no, but 96 it. games, so right. always to get the triple figures and the Bradmans, an amazing thing. But so that decision's a double banger in terms of you... You didn't play the 100, but you also retired the year before they won the Grandy. Yeah, how'd that sit with you?
2: No, no, actually, um Michael, I'm... I mean, Lee, Lee, the one thing about Lee is, I mean, what you want from anyone, whether it's sport or whether it's any organisation, you, you want honesty. Yeah. You want honest transparency, and, and the one thing about Lee is, he's quite direct, to the point where some people might think it's rude. But I have a great relationship. He's one of the he's one of the great, great people that I've met in the game. Um, and um, you know, like I remember the end of 2000, and I, and I was breaking down. I was sort of, I was still playing some really good footy, but. Yeah, you know, I couldn't string three, four games together, and um, so it was time. And, and 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 you and you half know it's time, right? Yep. But you but you, you can sense this group coming up that you you can't sense that they're going to play in four was, grand finals. Was there any room.
0: part of two thousand and one where you said I should be on the field?
2: Mm. Oh, 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 early on,
0: you know, early on because we didn't start really well in
2: '01. Well, I think we were two wins and four losses. Okay. So you're probably thinking to yourself, should I retire? But you're getting back to Lee. I mean, Lee, Lee grabbed me at the end of 2000, and he just we had it, we, it was around 2021, 20, and he and this is what I love about him. He just said to me, he goes, you know, like this club will never retire you. You know, you've got one year, you've got one year left. Um, he said, you've done too much for the football club. He said, but he said, I really believe you can be so much more important to our success. He says because I've never met anyone who can connect with people. Mm. and build relationships as well as what you can do. And he mm. said, it's not a strength of mine. And he said, I, I think we need that so importantly for this group moving forward. Um, so t- to be brutally honest, when he said that to me, um, me being the competitor, mm. I went back home to my wife, Melissa, and, and I was saying, well, that's what he thinks. That's not what I think. Mm. But in reflection, it was it a was right decision, right? And, and then obviously... I played that weekend. Um, I broke down again. Um, I said to Lee, listen, I'd love to take up the coaching role. And we, we formed this incredible partnership in regards to, you know, everyone wants to talk about emotional intelligence and, you know, the culture of a team or yeah. a club or of an organisation. But it, it does take that caring element. And, and Lee, was, Lee was brilliant to probably identify that in me. Um, obviously, I played with a lot of those players, yeah. so I'd already built up a lot of rapport. They've got some trust with you. you got boy. some trust, yeah. And and you know, you, you know, I, I, I talk about it all the time, but you know, you can have really good units and really good clubs that might win one premiership, but mm-hmm. when you can get four <sighs> grand finals, finals in a row and win three, yeah, you need the magic of the culture yeah. and that connection piece. So, so I. That's kind getting, of more than it's more than just the athletic side of it, right? Oh, it's yeah. Yeah, the culture side's everything and like in, you know, I, I look at Richmond Footy Club who've won three, you yeah? know. Mm. I, I, re- I reckon most people would think that list, right, and they've got Dusty Martin, they've got some great players, but yeah. I would think their list isn't the best list in the competition.
1: But it's just the culture. But, 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 the, yeah. but
2: the eye test, right, and I'm not involved with Richmond anymore, they look like a club that are lo- really close they yeah. look like they, well, they want to be there. And and that, and if you can create that environment and you have a lot of talent within your organization, that's that's when you become pretty magic. And um, mm. you know, do I do I do I regret you, know, you know, Macca, The honest truth is I've never really regretted not being in the premierships yeah. because yeah. My, my my sole purpose you know would I like to have played in one 100 percent Yeah. But my my biggest thing, and I say this to young guys now when I talk to them, is that if someone was to grab me in the street right now and say, you should have been a better footy player than what your talent warranted, that would kill me. Mm. But I haven't had anyone say that.
0: Yeah. And look, it's very, uh, look at Craig, Craig, Lambo. Um, it's amazing. Look, we've spent many a night on the couch and one of your favourite words is fabric.
1: Yep. And
0: um, people don't really don't realise the importance of this is that you... you I did nothing. Oh, You've explained that that? this. That You've explained this to us. Before. Yeah, that was yeah, Craig. That was right. classic. So one day, Craig and I were yeah. doing our nights of sitting on the couch having a couple of vodkas, and and um, he said fabric, and I said I actually um, I don't know um, what that means, Craig. And he said fabrics interwoven, like you can't. Well, Craig, you explain it. I know. Well, like
2: there's so many there's so many ways to talk about because because culture is such a a word that sort of yeah, you see good organisations, you see good football clubs or organisations and, and you can just see how they all work together. Yeah. Mm. They all speak the same tune um, from top to bottom. And fabric to me is just the ability for, you know, like the great thing I love about sporting clubs and, and I can talk about Brisbane Lions because I believe that if you get to four grand finals I and mean, win three, you are great, mm. is it? the diversity of the group of Brisbane Lions, the personalities was extraordinary. Yeah. They were so different in so many ways. But yet through Lee Matthews and, and other personnel, we were able to get them all to believe in a direction and to play a role. Now, Lee Matthews used to, you know, I see coaches these days and they have so much written up on their whiteboard. Yeah. Mm. That it actually confuses me sometimes, right? A, B,
1: C, D, E, F. Now Lee,
2: now, yeah. Lee, now Lee Matthews, he he had a few KPIs, obviously tackling was big and all that, but he used to have three things that were consistent. It was know your role, perform your role, and most importantly, accept your role. Yeah.
1: Right? That's really wise, isn't it? And and play I, your position. And and but, I and yeah. I think
2: back, I think back to myself and like, and he used to preach, the hardest one was to accept your role. When when you have a really talented group. The hardest part is to accept it because sometimes you want to go outside your lane. Because mm. everyone's good, right? Very good. Plenty so I mean, of egos. Egos, yeah. the whole lot. So, so I think that fabric piece that that Macca spoke about. I I, 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 love when I get to an organisation and I'm involved with GWS now. And I think I think they've built a really good fabric, and we've got to build it stronger. And we are. We've got a, a lot of good young kids coming through. Um, you know, because if you want to be great, you 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 might. Be lucky enough to draft, and have a side that gets you one premiership. Yeah. But if you want to be talked about as being a A dynasty, a dynasty, yeah, you've got to get the second and maybe the third. Yeah. To be and and that fabric, if you don't have that, you don't get.
0: One of the great conversations, Craig, and one of you've taught me a lot of lessons in life, and 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 we've had a lot of conversations on the camp. As I said, is a team of champions, champion team, but your your word is fabric. Um, and you've taught me how that interwoven thing about with people is so important. Because uh, like, when I said about a team of champions, we'll never be a champion team, Arby said to me, I've never heard that. Now you and I know we've seen it on every football wall that we've ever gone in, but you you said the word fabric.
2: Yeah, no, a fabric or the comment about
0: a champion team. It's Yeah, I mean, I'll,
2: I'll, I'll probably always reference back to to Lee Matthews. And, um, you yeah, know, I mean, I've, got, I've had some great coaches. Lee Matthews and, you yeah, know, Robert Walls was fantastic for me and Kevin Bartlett. But I remember yeah, reinforcing what you're saying, Macker, is that, you know, when, you know, through that really golden period of the, of the Lions, I remember Lee used to say that I'll hand our game plan, I'll hand it to the opposition. He said, if we all get our roles right and we play within the structures that we know make us great, it won't matter whether we've got, they've got our game plan, we'll still win. And that gets back to that champion team that believes that, you know, that sometimes you can be a better player by not playing your role. Yeah. But in the end, that's going to affect us as a team.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So those, you know, a team of champions... Predominantly, what you're saying is, they all want to be best on the ground.
0: Individuals. Can tra- I just ask you,
1: Craig, just
2: to go through those three things you said again? Do you remember what they were? Well, he he, and it was it was, you know, it was really insightful because I, I'm not a psychologist, um, but I do believe in psychology with footy players and and that connection and that belonging, of fabric that Mac brought up before. But every, I was with him for nine years um Lee Matthews and it was know your role, perform your role, accept your role. Yeah. And yeah, know your role is is really on the coaches. Cause it's it's whether we've actually explained what your role is. Yeah. Perform your role, it's it's up to you. You know, it's your conviction against the opposition. You know, we've all got skill sets. We work through the ups and downs. Does when you have a bad first quarter, does it affect your second quarter? So performing your role is really up to the athlete, but accepting your role is up to your ego. Yeah. Will I accept that? That we that I know it makes us better as a team, but maybe I don't get the accolades in the press. Um, yeah. So it's a really good concept that I thought held us in great stead in regards to that holistic fabric approach. Yeah. It was pretty special.
0: Yep. So. That's become special for you because I'm going to bring a couple of things up... ...that you've really taught me in terms of um, understanding emotions with your kids. Is that you've got a great story in terms of your four kids, the four B's. And uh, I, you, know, you can tell if you want. But you, you, I mean, at the end of the day is that my kids have actually said to me... ...because we've sat here a thousand times is that they've said that... ...your kids call you Craig because you're such a friend to them is occasionally, well, my kids have started to call me Neil. <laughs> and and I, I could tell another story in terms, which I will later, is it what you taught me, but how important has your kids been, because well, during the break there, I was talking to, to your son-in-law, Jonti. The great Jaunty. The great jaunty. Shout out the, to the Jaunty. Con- the, 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 the conception of Briley, your first daughter, and then you had a great year the next year. how Was that a motivator? Did it drive oh,
2: you? A hundred percent. Like, I mean, you know, we've got M- Melissa and I have four amazing kids. You know, Briley's our daughter, our firstborn. And then we've got Billy, Bailey and Bodie. And, um, you know, it's sort of, you know, being a professional sporting person, um, and Mackie, you know me pretty well, It's uh, I'm quite uh anxious at times you know there's a lot of anxiety in my life and especially when i was playing footy um you know to to have to have four amazing kids and bring it wife and, and and they've and they've had to pay the price sure um in an environment that's quite brutal at times yep. um and i've been you know that lucky to have have them as, a, as the, the main support for me. Um, and, it, and it's incredible that, you know, you talk about, you know, when Briley was born and that was, um you know, I'm, Essendon used to always, Kevin Sheedy used to always have the wood on me early on. He, he, he'd, he'd put tagger after tagger after tagger and, and we had Briley, I think it was a Thursday, Thursday morning at the Martyr Hospital here in Brisbane. She was healthy, and you know we were just that ecstatic, Musa and I. And uh, and we we're playing, we we're playing Essen. Um, on that Saturday night, the first night game at the Gabba, um, and I, you know, I'm I'm not a I'm not a a religious person.
0: Yep. I do believe in God, um, yep. but I'm not. Well, Catholic. you played you played with God.
2: But I'm not. I'm, but I'm not Catholic, and um, I remember playing that game and I got tagged by Sean Denham who Sean Denham was probably the, one of the hardest players I've ever had to play against and and we won that game by about six goals against the Bombers and and I and, and I and I was lucky enough to be best in the ground. Um, and it, when the siren finished, uh, I could have played another four quarters. Yep. And, and 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 it was because you had your first child, she was healthy your wife was healthy. So that infrastructure of family, you know, and we talk about a bit maca and all that and we'll probably get more into it, it's paramount, but but in saying that, you know, it's it's Come it's hard, it's hard on it's hard on family. When you play sport, it's it's a profession. Yep. You know, it's when when I had kids, um, it actually made the game easier. Cause it wasn't just about me. Yeah. Because when you when, when you when you're in that bubble of AFL footy, um, it can get quite lonely at times. And you, when you have kids, you you've got other reasons to perform. Yep. Yeah. So the anxiety I felt once I started having children, I, I thought it was just this beautiful balance in regards to. Geez, I love the game. I'm competitive. You know, each week you're going to be up against a really Tough opponent but there was a, a higher purpose and that was your family.
0: With you is that your dad didn't see it all. So is it important for you that your kids saw it all?
2: Yeah, well, dad died after my first year of um, VVL footy which yeah. it's still pretty emotional because he was um, Billy Lambert. He, he loved Ava. He, he loved my brother Mark himself and as I said, he, he actually lived for one or both of us to play league footy, um, predominantly for Carlton I would imagine because we were brainwashed quite early. But, yeah, you like know, to, to, to actually make it in 88 and, and watch him come to all the games, mm. to see me play a really good year and, you know, I you know, played every game I think I finished fourth in the best and fairest. We had a, a really good function at Punt Road where I got a medallion. Mum and dad had separated, so uh, that was quite delicate. Um, and then two weeks later, you know, he's 44 years of age. Yeah. Um, I get a call and he, he died of a brain aneurysm. So yeah. that was, um, it was pretty tough. It would have been a lot tougher if he hadn't seen saw me play footy. But How did you push on from that? Yeah, Limbo, hey. Oh, well, I mean, I, 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 you know, like it's... How old were you then, mate? I was 19 turning 20. Fuck, oh. that's hard. <clears throat> um,
0: But, I mean, it... Hey, all, the question probably is, how do you tell people to deal with that adversity? Well, I mean,
2: we, I mean, we had an amazing relationship, so... So I look at the positives, 19 years, right? And you, you don't want your parents to separate, but... Shit happens, right? Um, yep. But but it was more, you know, like dad was a really a social beast, right? He was a bit like you, Mac. Like probably, oh, mate, oh, uh, oh, he, he was up, he, don't, he don't was up out. there with you. Which I don't go right, out. Right? So let's <laughs> make it really clear. So he owned a, a really good butcher shop in in, in North Dandy and he he loved people. Um, he loved his footy.
0: And and I suppose so, and look house. Just your comment there. He loved his footy. So how special was that for his son to make it in VFL?
2: Well, man, it, it was amazing. But I, but I actually never really got. I never got the chance to talk to him about it. Yeah, yeah. Mm. yeah. I mean, I, but I, I saw it in his
0: eyes. Yeah. Because we were really close. Was that enough
2: for you? I mean, hundred percent. Like, I mean, if 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 he had passed a year earlier, and he hadn't saw that. Yeah. I mean. Well, that was really traumatic. It would have been it would have been really hard to 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 see you, you know, growing up as a kid in Dandenong and you know going through all the obstacles of you know yeah. you're, you're a really good player, but you're, you're not a great kick, or you, you're probably not going to to become a, a really good player yeah. in that first year and, and have a really good year. For him to see that. Um, you know, like I'll, at the end of it, when he passed, I just, you know, I sat back and you reflect and you're sad and all that, and you think to yourself, well, I've told you before that I'm extremely driven. Um, I like when people say that I can't do things, yep. mm. but I was, I was gonna, I was gonna be the best I could be. So Which that, you were, so, so my dad could look back and say, you know, what, that's yeah. my
1: boy. And, and so that, because it was a aneurysm, I expect that for you it was and everybody it was just really sudden right like there's no lead up to it it just happened yeah so it's like being on a highway going on in fifth gear and some of you in first gear like it's just like bam, right? yeah
2: it was sort of you're right there was maybe there was some signs you know he the old man billy he he didn't mind a beer he owned his own butcher, butcher shop yeah. and you know like and yeah, uh, yeah, like it, mum and dad had separated and you know, he had blood pressure issues but I'm, sure. but I'm 18, 19, I, I'm not. That's me, not right on your radar. He's yeah. my, exactly, he's, yeah. he's, he's my dad, right? And, and so when it happens sudden, it's really, mm. it's it's bizarre actually. It's mm. sort of, it was, you know, I remember mum coming to my bedroom and telling me and I just, I couldn't believe it because yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm close to mum and dad mm. um, but I'm more like my dad. Mm. Mm. I'm a bit of a social beast, mm. um, really. Yeah, yeah. You probably would have guessed that. But um, so so to to have that at that age, um, it was yeah, it was really hard. But mm. but, but mm. you know, a lot of people go through that yeah. that same scenario. And like in
1: going back to what Maka said, Lambo was like, so your father passed away, like. Whereabouts is this, is this within the season? Like it was right at the end. It was sort of he's he's
2: seen the whole year and he's yeah he's telling all his mates like of course they're all they're all coming they're all coming to watch me play for Richmond the Tigers yeah he's he's as proud as punch of course yeah. you know he, we go to the punt road the, the best and fairest the Jack Dylan medalist and all that and I finished fourth yeah he's got he's got ten of his mates there he's he's glowing right so. So things are cool. I think things are amazing. Like I'm, I'm thinking mm. like even though mum and dad had separated, right? There was a, there's always a mutual respect between mum and dad. Mm. And but it just becomes it's so sudden. It was uh, mm. as you said, there was no mm. warning signs. Mm. Um, to think like, geez, he's sick. Mm. Where you can brace yourself. It just it was sudden. So it'd be, mm. you know. But but you know, it's... Yeah, a, that's a different experience the, in itself. I mean, this, I lost
1: my dad when I was 31, and but there was a lead up to it. So, when it happened, as discombobulating as it was, like it was still,
0: you know, you'd sort of prepared yourself in a certain way for it. So, Craig, I actually think that you've been a like you've been an amazing pupil. Like your your story tells a story when well, well, the. I did the introduction, I, I told what you've done. So you've you've moved in 2000, you've gone to coaching. Now coaching is the, what I call the teacher. And in my opinion, Craig, I've known you as a friend, as the teacher. And this, a lot of the, about this is teaching people what you've learned through your life and you've taught me great life lessons. So you've, you know, Lee talked you into coaching in 2000. Yeah. So you did. You did Brisbane under Lee. Yep. You went to GWS under Kevin Sheedy. Yep. Back to Brisbane because you felt loyalty to Justin Lepich. And Lee
2: Matthews. And mm-hmm.
0: we talked about that, and you came back, and then back to GWS, and you're doing a little bit of uh, help with Liam Cameron, but there was a time there, Craig, which was. We sat for a long time, which was very disruptive. And I don't know, it was it 216, 217 where the line said that um, it's time that we we part ways because, or we just let you have a rest because of an incident? wasn't anything to do with you, but what was it?
2: Oh, well, you, 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 you can talk about the incident, Or It's sort of, you know, what it was back in the end of 2016. So it's sort of, you can bring it up. It's,
0: um, you know, in, in life there's... Well, the only reason I bring it up is because I know you better than that, okay?
2: Yeah, well, I I, don't, I I look at it like, you know, it's sort of, in the world we live, we, we there's an audience for everyone. Yeah. Right? And in that situation, did, did we, would you like to think that Things could have been better. Um, of course you do. Yep. Right? Of course you do. Do you? Do you feel like? Um, have I ever felt? You know, like that? Self worth to me is pretty, pretty important. Right? Very important. Yeah. Pretty, pretty important. And there's a period where, and we've spoken about macaron. You know, and I'm, and I'm really lucky. I've got. Melissa, my wife and kids and all that. Where you where you lose that. Mm-hmm. You lose that self worth and you and you and you probably lose it because you listen and you read too much. Okay. Right? Because I in the end, I'm not saying you know, am not and you can bring up what uh, happened you can bring up what happened, right? Yeah, yeah. And but the one thing the, the, the words, you know, a lot of people want to use the words Integrity, yeah. Um, respect, you know. it's sort of you sit back and reflect, right? and and I know this podcast is about it's more than just sport or what you're doing. Yep. Yeah, like it's about it's about feelings and it's about emotions. About yep. like you know, like I've always you know, like if you know, we're talking about Lockheed, right?
0: Yeah,
2: I've always. If, if you ask anyone that's been under my care or my wife's care yeah. in footy, which has been 30 years of, of, of service to the game, but when when people, and when people want to question the integrity of someone yeah. and you've given 30 years of service yeah. to the game,
0: yes. and,
2: I'm, and I'm not talking about playing because playing, playing really, if you, if you think about playing football, you know, I'd like to think I was a really good teammate yes. and I was a teammate. But, but that's, that's separated. The amount of care that myself, my wife, my yeah. kids have given to, to the game and to players, mm. I'd argue there's not too many others that, that have done the same. So I, so I got caught up you know, in a world, you know, Mac and we've spoken about it, I got yeah. caught up in a world where my mind – was starting to to doubt who i was as a person and um and it was tough i had two years of really just not not wanting to contact with people and and just really just starting to think starting to believe what was written about me yeah, right? yeah. and um you know through an amazing wife and kids and 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 i and and, and i at times i was terrible to them yeah. and that's regret and something I've tried to work on over the last two or three years because I've never been better in, yeah. in regards to my headspace and positivity and all that. But, but it was tough. And, but if, if, I, if I summed it up and said, well, you know, that moment um, in regards to a really trying time, uh, I'd like to think that anyone that knows Craig Lambert, I'll always put the player first.
0: Well, Craig, the thing is that I actually know you very personally. And during your break there I was out, out talking to Johnny and I said that… …your kids have taught our kids some of the greatest lessons in life. And I cannot forget one time when we were sitting in your backyard… …and you, Craig, were sitting at the end of the table. Dylan and I were at um, either side. And um, you actually said, um, Dylan, have you ever told your dad you love him? Mm. And uh, Dylan said, no. And you said, stand up. And you said, Maka, stand up. Wow. it's fucking
1: powerful, though.
0: Eh? And you said, tell him. And Dylan said to me, I love you, Dad. Now, you actually went on from that and you said, give him a hug. Mm. Now, that was one of the most powerful moments for me. And that, as a person for you, to show that emotion, do you know what? It taught me to show emotion to my kids. And that's where we talk about the pressure cooker, is that there's a side to Craig Lambert that's amazing, obviously with football, but there's a side to Craig Lambert personally that is strong that gets through all that other stuff, which I actually don't want to talk about anymore, but that that is very personable and teaches people about Life, and that's why you've become where you went from coach to player welfare. And people said we want you to do that because your craft, when you played football, was your handball. Your craft, when you taught, was your connection with the parents.
2: Yeah, no, and yeah, I remember that time when you we talking about Macker. And yeah, you know, it's, it's 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 funny that like, and um, we spoke about the great John T before, who's. Obviously, our daughter Braley—they've been together for ten years—and he's a great—he's one of the great guys of all time. And you know, sometimes, you know, I'm—I can be emotional, and I, and I and I love to connect people. And probably the hardest part of do it is to your own family. Yeah, you know, do you know what I mean. And that's—that's that's the saddest thing because that should be the easiest. Yeah, I, right. Um, so you know, when you reflect, when you when you're talking about a twenty-year career of. Trying to retain p- quality talent, trying to connect players and families to Northern State, for, you know, to the Lions or the Giants, where where eighty percent of your list are not homegrown. Somehow, that's very natural for me. Yep. The unnatural part is to do it to the people you love the most. Yeah. Um, How true. So, so,
1: so. It, that's where the most risk is. Yeah,
2: yeah, and 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 it's and it's. Something I'm trying to work really hard on, and and, and, I, and I suppose, you know, through the experience we spoke about before, you know, like, and that was that was a pretty traumatic couple of years, and you know, and and I and I'm open with this. I think the AFL AFL are an amazing competition. Mm.
1: You know,
2: like, you know, all I all I hope is that, and I hope that people when they when they look at you know circumstances and we all have ups and downs i, I would hope that craig lambert would get the benefit of the doubt and so you sure. know yeah. he's given so much to the game right and whatever that whatever happened that time back in late 2016 was like a blip on the radar mm. but but i actually think that the afr a brilliantly run organization uh, i i love my time as a player i love my time as a welfare Manager, coach. Um, I love being back now, involved with the GWS Giants, who I've got a real passion for because I was there at the start, mm. starting a new club in in Western Sydney, and um, you know all these all these lessons in life, as we know, yep. as we talk here, is um, they they ha- they have to help you grow,
1: mm.
2: um, but 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 they're tough at times, aren't they? Because you know when you when you when you're in a When you're in a bubble, and when you and when it's out for people to see, and it's, you
0: know, it's people have views on it. Mm. Um, Well, they can pigeonhole you, Craig. And I I think that you're right in terms of, um, like you have said, is that people can perceive who you are. And we've sat on the couch uh, a lot of times and talked about this: is that what is the perception of people? But you know what? It's not about the perception. Craig Lambert is the Greatest critic of himself 100%. And that's
2: and, and and when you get through that, you know, like in how do you hope, get through a crack? Well, I just hope that people that listen to this is that you know, we live in a world where you know, like mental health and guarding what you're really feeling about is you know, we, we, we're slowly getting better at that. We've got, yeah, we've got, we've got a mile to go, but um. You know, in, in the end, you know, you, let's face it, when, when adversity hits and it always does, it right, doesn't matter who you are, you know, your, your infrastructure of your family, your really good friends, that really close network uh, are so critical. And, and, and it gets back onto yourself is that you've got a, you know, Maca we've spoke about it, is that, you know, early on when I was really battling, I didn't want to talk to anyone. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wanted to keep it to myself. And that was the worst thing I could ever do. Yeah. You want to start to open up and, and talk a little bit, I started to work through it. And, and as I said, I've, over the last two, two and a half years, I've never felt better.
0: We're going to move on because you actually went from teaching at a great level and then you did the Canadian Bay cannons. How was that for you? No, it was great. It was a part of probably the. When you went to Sydney? Yeah. You, know, you, you, you When I. I
2: you know, it's funny. Like, you know, through that period, that was that period where I was I was coming out as, you know, that really dark spot. Dark spot where you sort of really questioning who you are and um, come back to Sydney. Melissa was lucky enough to get a job through the Giants. You know, through through Dave Matthews has been a great supporter of ours, um, and I got a chance to to coach a bunch of under under sixteen kids, and um, it was pretty special. You know, and it just sort of it re-engaged me to, the, to something that I love, which is football and, and development.
0: Um, what I went to get back to with in terms of the incident was that that introduced you to the corporate world, which was a change for you because all of a sudden here's a guy that's grown with footy, yeah. introduced to footy, has the three topics that you just said before from Leah Matthews, is that you all of a sudden have to find another avenue. And you went in the corporate world, mate, you've made a success of that.
2: Yeah, no, it's, and um, you know, I work for Fujifilm Upstream, which, you know, if you had it told me four years ago that I was going to be working in a company that is all about automation technology to help companies that have a lot of manual paper-based processes automate that, digitalise that to help it become more efficient and streamline those processes, I would... I would have said you're mad, right? But, mm. it, but again, I, yeah, you know, I, I got an opportunity from Scott Crosby, who's a CEO who I knew um, from my Brisbane days. Who was he? He he saw, I suppose, the the relationship building mm. um, because I'm all about new business, yeah. Um, and obviously in footy, if you connection. Excuse excuse my language, but if you're not a dickhead and think you're <laughs> better than what you are. You can build some really strong
1: relationships, and mm. this is what um, Beamer spoke about.
2: Yeah,
1: is post football yep. transition, and the transitions, and as well as that is, I think Walker spoke spoke about this as well. Was yep. the, is how, <coughs> excuse me, the um our corporate will sort of pretty much want to sort of guide you with like towards that, and just, just that.
0: No, no. That, And, and that also, kind of just business, before right? just before you do answer this, is that Craig, because he had 30 years of football or 20 or what it is? 30. 30, okay. Um, is that Craig was nervous going into that transition and we talked about it and now he's made that successful because I talked about that three circles. Yeah. Because you applied your football knowledge to work knowledge. And yeah, we, no, no, no,
2: no, there's no doubt that there's... It, there's always skills that are transparent, whatever we want to talk about. But, I mean, the greatest thing for me was through that period was that, that someone gave me a chance and, and, and believed in me as a person. And my first year in sales was, was horrendous, right? Like it was, I was, everything in my, in my heart was saying, go back to footy. Yep. Get back involved in footy. Go back to what you know through the support of Fujifilm and Crozer and, and guys like Carl Stewart and all that, I sort of got to a stage where I thought to myself, you know, even though I, even though I missed footy a little bit, right, um, after whatever happened, there was a part of me that I actually, I wanted to know how good I could be at something okay. and not be dependent on the game.
0: And, mate, you've been successful at it.
2: And, and, and after about the second year... Yeah, And it's, you know, let's face it, relationships, you know, in sales, in sport, they're so powerful, aren't they? Yeah. Right? If you've got a really good product or a solution, which I believe we do, yep. and you can build relationships and trust.
1: Mm.
2: And and obviously that was going through COVID, which a lot of companies you've got to be really, and, and I'm not a pushy salesperson, but, but I'm always there to support and see how, how someone's going and all that. And over the last 18 months... You know, it's been great to get some really huge accounts f- for Fujifilm.
0: Yeah.
2: And, and, and for me it's more satisfaction that, that a couple of guys like Scott Crosby
0: mm.
2: and Carl Stewart took a chance on a, an ex-footy player yep. because of the qualities they probably saw on me. And, and, and now I'm rewarding them and I'm starting to believe that, you know what, I can have a balance between the corporate world and actually the footy world. Back of the giants, but that's you know the what,
1: thing, Lambo. Is like, how does, like, that correlates within each other, right? Like, what, the role that you had within football, of the mentoring and 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 all that kind of culture and all that kind of stuff. You you kind of transitioned into the corporate world, yep. and it and it works in that, in that kind of world too, doesn't it?
2: Well, it does, and it, but but there is a, there's a, there's a period, you know, like when you switch, and probably let's face it, thirty years in a. Mm in a football environment you um yeah you, know, you sometimes can feel that you that's all you know yeah you know? and i don't care i mean i've we've all we've all been around a lot of people and i've been around the best of the best you know? yeah we all have insecurities mhm some are different degrees and it's just been good the last probably 18 months to be able to be be really successful in this corporate role with um with Fujifilm Upstream and, and and know that, like, you know what, as I said, I'm, I'm backing out the Giants in a part-time role and I'm loving it, right? Yeah. They're they're in a magnificent club and built from the scratch. Western Sydney, no one gave them a chance, Yeah, right? for sure. Some great individuals there. So the balance for me is really good, to be able to have a part-time role there, the corporate role that's going really well. But again, you know, like... I always believe that, and with me, that every, every opportunity that I've got I've, I've worked for.
0: Mm-hmm. But
2: there's been someone that's placed, there's someone that's given me a chance, mm. that's given mm. me hope.
0: Mm. Craig, we're at a point now where we, uh, we, we, we almost get to wrap it up because we, we do this five from five. The old oh, five, five from five.
1: Five from five.
0: It's five from five. My favourite number five. Uh, Thank you, Beamer. Yeah, Beamer. Uh, Thank
1: you. Shout out Beamer. Thank you for yeah, that. No, the, well, great, the great
0: Beamer. Yeah, eh, well, eh? well, of course, you know.
2: Be- Beamer, the better Kelly Beams. Right?
0: <laughs> so, oh, but we had an idea Anyway, we came up with this five for five. So we've got five questions for you, Craig. Oh, I, I probably know the answer to all of them, but I'm going to ask them anyway. Craig, your favourite song? American Pie. I didn't pick that. I thought it would be a Robbie Williams. Well, yeah. No, Yeah, no, no. I, you
2: know, I love American Pie because it's long and you can dance to it for a long time. And story, story. And it. Yeah.
0: It's a few chords. Yeah. All right, Craig. Great movie. Best movie.
2: I would think A Few Good Men.
0: Good movie. Good one. Yeah. All right, Craig, have you ever used your name to get into somewhere? Who hasn't, Neil? <laughs> Well, I can't, no, I can't.
1: <laughs> I haven't. <laughs> I've got no name. <laughs>
0: Craig, tell no, me that That's a yes. Oh, is that all you
2: got? Yeah, well, I'm not. That's man, definitive. It's, a, it's been a while since I've so you know, Craig Lambert sure. still gets you in. No,
0: I I've I mean, used I it. I know Craig Lambert. I think that, I think <laughs> it's <laughs> to an age point where you think that that doesn't work. but yeah, of course, Mate, it got me into the mail last. I said, I oh, know Craig Lambert. Oh, you're in. <laughs> no, you didn't. But, oh, but okay, yes, I have. Okay. All right. Uh Craig, greatest coach or best coach? Greatest coach
2: is Lee Matthews. Yeah. Um, Shout
1: out Lee Matthews.
2: Um, and, 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 and hopefully I can – Lee Matthews is the greatest coach and, and Doug Searle, under-19s in 87 who sold it to me that if I was going to be the best I could be, Handball had to be my number one craft. So if I can say two, I'd say those two.
0: Yeah, one thing you one or two. All right, uh, I reckon I might have six for you. But anyway, uh, number five or four or five is uh, who was um, the best player you played with? I played with? Yes. I mean, it's because it, I had those two periods, right? So I'm going to say there's a Richmond circle and there's a there's so it's a really
2: it's, it's, it's so circle. so Dale Wakeman clearly at Richmond was the best player I played with, right?
1: Yeah, and then Michael Boss.
0: Yeah.
1: So best player, like the the total best player that you've ever played with, just fucking blew your mind.
0: Played with? Played yes. With.
2: Played with. Well, would it be it be the best player I've ever seen? Yep. Is Wayne Carey. Now that now now I've just had lunch with Lee Matthews about six hours seven hours ago, right? So, so he's he'd probably be pissed with that because <laughs> you know because he
0: broke a, he I, broke
2: I, a my, my, <laughs> one of my really true friends, Lee Matthews. But I'm sure he believes he's the best. And but, but the best I saw was was Carey. Wow. The best, but the but the best I played with, and obviously it's going to be a state state game. I would think. I would probably say, best player, I'd say Robert Harvey. Oh, wow. Yeah, Robert Harvey.
0: That's massive. yeah so, Sainter, you love the Saints. Well, absolutely, and that's interesting because you're a Carlton f- fan. Yep. Family. Um, I was lucky enough that I actually barracked for St Kilda and, and got a chance to just train and maybe get a couple little runs in with them but uh, Craig, um, obviously, you know, you had to change sides and jump the fence and from a Carlton family and go to Richmond, but which 123 or whatever it was, games, um, uh, was, was a very known player at that club. Absolute beast. I'm, um, I, I don't know, I actually lost count because um, anyone that's been listening to the podcast, sorry about the noise in the background, but that's us pouring a little bit of... Because um, a Walker that was here last time left a couple of bottles, bottles of vodka. Shout out to uh, Ariane. 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 So sorry for the uh, ice and Ariane vodka going down. Uh, sorry for afraid. the uh, complete lack of production value. <laughs> um, we're all a bit like you. No. How's exactly. your father? Thank you, Luca. Okay, I'm going to wrap it up with one. Your most special moment. I'm, so I'm not going to open this to football in life. It's about, I'm oh, expecting Neil, you. you, know, you always mean, get really I mean, deep, right? There's, yeah, you know what? You can you I can't, love getting deep with you, Craig. Yeah, because you can't,
2: like, there's there's a family aspect. and there's, there's a
0: sporting aspect, right? So. Do you want to break it up into A and B? Well, it's. Sport. I was I was really Sport. lucky to
2: find what I think is the best woman in the world is Melissa Lambert,
0: right? Yes. I have and, to and, agree.
2: And, and, and we've been married since she was 17 and I was 19. So, without her, like, I mean, like, she's. She's extraordinary, she's the best mother I've ever seen, so. Shout so, out
1: to Melissa Lambert. Shout out to Mellie oh, Lambert, yeah. right?
0: Mel.
2: So, and and our, me. obviously the kid, you know, our, our four children are just amazing so and they're all growing up and we're going to have their first grandchild um, in Johnson. July which which is pretty cool. Oh, um, right. So Granddad
0: Grand Craig.
2: Yeah, so uh, officially I'm very old, right? So. But
0: I would have, I would have said that a long time ago. <laughs> no, but but
2: Peter Pan, don't no. uh, get me started on you, please. And then the footy aspect is, um, you know uh, uh, what? Well, I said it before. I actually some of the most, you know, I, and, and it might happen. It doesn't probably happen now because I'm getting a little bit older. But you know, when, when when a person sees you in the street, or you're out having a drink. And they walk up and they say, "You know what? I love the way you played the game. You got the most out of yourself." I actually, I, I, I get emotional, and I actually thank them for that comment because, in the end, I'm a kid from Dandy. Yep. Right, I played 220 odd games, right? And and all I ever wanted to be, wanted to make it, and then I wanted to be the best I could be. I just wanted to be the best I could be. So that. That comment which I get every now and then. All the time. Mm. It's pretty special. Yeah. So that's a sporting and a family. You deserve it, Lambo.
0: You know what? Look, it's been great sitting on the couch with you. Uh, Mate, this was very special for me because we've had a couple of people here that obviously know through the sporting uh, environment. Um, but, mate, this was more more special to me because we've actually sat on the couch. You've, you've mentored me or probably mentored you. Yep. Um, not sure which has worked. Well, um, it's been
2: but, up and down for both of us.
0: Yeah, it has. You know what, Paul? Well, we talk about the pressure cooker and I was actually outside with Jonty before and we were talking about it. You know, it's all about letting it out and being able to talk to people mm-hmm. and let it out and release it from yourself. And, uh, mate, you've been a great… ...teacher of what you've learned. I know you've had adversity and you've dealt with that. But you've actually learned from that and taught people. Mate, you've had an illustrious career in football. Um, from player to coach. So pupil to teacher. Mm-hmm. You've um, you've had an amazing uh, music career with me. <laughs> uh, you've had... Um, you've got an amazing family. And I'm the first to say that. Um, and... You've now entered, you're in the corporate world, and where you doubted yourself, um, is, if there's such a word, you have undoubted because you've succeeded, and that is a lesson to people out there that believe in yourself, and and the succession will come. And Craig Lambert, mate, I know the ups and downs you've been through. You've you've battled through them, and you've you've come out on top, and well done, mate.
2: No, thanks, guys. It's been, uh, it's been great to go on the podcast and and share all the experiences and, it, and actually it's brilliant in a way to sort of reflect a little bit because, you know, in a busy life you sort of can move past it a little bit yeah. and sort of – so hopefully anyone that's listening has gained something out of this podcast. But you guys have been awesome. Um, you know, and I look forward to listening to all the other people, athletes – whoever they are, t- sharing their experiences because, um, you know, it is really important that we, you know, we can glorify everything if we want but there's, there's always adversity and there's always stress in people's lives and, and I, I believe what you guys are doing is trying to help that and make it, make it real and it, that let's, let's, let's embrace it, let's talk about it, let's not hide it yep. and that way we can actually move forward. So thanks, guys. Thank, Thank you, you so, so much, much, mate. mate. mate yeah. um, thanks, mate. If, awesome. I, if
0: I didn't have a uh, glass of vodka in my hand, I'd applaud that. Mm. But Craig, thank you for uh, giving us time tonight. It's been fantastic. Neil, Craig. it's been an
2: absolute pleasure.
0: As always, <laughs> on the couch with Craig. No and thank the boys. you so much, Lebba. All right, see you next time. Ciao for now. Thank you for our special guest tonight for providing an insight into their life which hopefully resonates with our followers Also a special thanks to you our followers who give the Just Some Brothers crew motivation to put together our podcast which allows us to send a message a message that helps hopefully with you today and tomorrow It's now time to sign off and say enjoy your week Thank you for listening to Just Some Brothers Ciao for now